It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone here. Happy Saturday to all of you. And I always, always thank you for listening and tuning in. So, hey, we got a lot of show here. Let's jump right in here because I got a big audition announcement that's right here in Vegas, actually. Our guests for this show are Zeke Mitchell, who is a professional bull rider with the PBR uh, group. They've had a new show. P- I don't know if it's PBR, but it's a new show. It is on uh, Prime, Prime Video. You may have seen it. It premiered earlier this week. It's called The Ride. And it Gives you a behind-the-scenes look at some of the professional bull riders and their lives and their careers. And so our guest, Zeke Mitchell, is a rising star in the PBR bull riding world. And he is going to be here to tell us more about... uh, the Ride, the new show. So uh, we also have a best-selling author. Her name is Dr. Jackie Green, and she has a new faith-based, inspiring, very motivational uh, book that just came out, and she'll be telling us more about that. And of course, we have our good friend Chris Woolsey, the Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment, and he's going to be here to tell us what's popping at Crackle.com for the month of June. Okay, that's our guest lineup. So quickly, let me tell you about this big audition. The Las Vegas show, Awakening, that's at the Wynn, the fabulous, beautiful Wynn Hotel. Uh, They are holding auditions, and they're looking for an African-American male actor for the cast of Awakening. This is a full-time job. It's an acting job, and it's got employee benefits and everything. Uh, Singing is a plus, but it's not necessarily a requirement. This is a speaking slash singing type role. It does say if you can sing. The role plays multiple characters with various personalities. The character now must be physically fit. You need to be buffed, muscular, broad shoulders, chiseled upper body, I'm saying kind of Chippendale-ish, kind of, sort of. Yeah, that. Uh, And the vocal style, commercial pop rock. Bruno Mars type meets Hugh Jackman style singing meets Elton John style music. That's that's what they're going for. The age range, you need to be between the ages of 25 and 35. Minimum height, 5 foot 10. The character is going to be shirtless for much of the show. I have no problems with that personally. And again, they are really emphasizing having that chiseled muscular physique. And one more thing, they do request that if you should not be afraid of heights or have a problem with being confined in small spaces. Now, you can get more information at this website, Awakening Light. L-I-G-H-T, awakeninglight.castingcrane.com. Again, 
awakeninglight.castingcrane, C-R-A-N-E is crane.com. You will find all of the details there encouraging. If you want to audition, do so as soon as possible. Got it? Now, if you have any questions and maybe you missed some of this, what I just said, you can email me info at filmfestivalradio.com and I'll make sure I get you that information. So, hey, go try out if you have what it takes. And uh, I hope you get in. If you do, you are welcome to be our guest on the show. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll be chatting with the guru of groovy movies, the one and only Chris Woolsey from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Chris Woolsey, the king of streaming from Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. And you are listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. All right, listeners, it's that time of show again. It's that time of show. And that means it is time for the guru of groovy movies, the one and only Senior Director of Communications for Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. We, of course, are talking about our good friend, Chris Woolsey. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? I am great. You know, I need to get a T-shirt that says, Guru of groovy movies. I just love that. That's amazing. You I'm should. I'm going to put that on my business cards next time I get those printed. You really should, because that is you. I just love listening to all of your knowledge about the titles that the company has. It's just amazing. So, okay, okay. We are, good grief, we're halfway through the year. We're at June. So, other than the NBA finals finally happening, uh, what else is going on in, for the month of June for Crackle? Well, we have a ton going on, as a matter of fact. Uh, we've got so many fun titles uh, co- uh, coming this month. I can't even begin to tell you one of them uh, I have been waiting for uh, for quite a bit. It was actually acquired by uh, Screen Media, one of our uh, sister brands. And um, I've been waiting for it to come to Crackle. And finally, it's here. So I am super excited. And that is the Nicolas Cage horror film, Willie's Wonderland. So we talked. We've talked before about how what a huge fan I am of Nicholas Cage. Right? Yes, yes, I think all of us are. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's going to be fun and scary. We don't want to take that part out. It is. So um, in this movie, Nicholas Cage plays uh, kind of a hapless drifter, as he often does. Yes. And um, you know they say go with your strengths, uh, and he always kills that one. And so in this movie, he gets hired as a um, maintenance guy to help clean up this defunct theme park called Willie's Wonderland uh, that is uh, out of business. And um, he's given 24 hours to go in and clean this place up. Well, come to find out, he's not actually there to clean up. He's there to get cleaned up, so to speak, because the theme park is actually haunted by the possessed animatronic robots which used to be part of the theme park experience but are now bloodthirsty killers oh man don't you hate when that happens oh right i had a nickel for every time um and so nicholas cage uh who is maybe at his most nick cage in this film that he's ever been which says something um he has to pair up 
with a group of, of young people who are also trapped in the theme park and they have to band together in order to battle these uh, horrifying animatronic robots. So uh, any parents who ever went to uh, Chuck E. Cheese and were traumatized watching the animatronic band there, uh, you'll you'll really appreciate what uh, poor Nick Cage has to go through in this film. Oh, my goodness. That just sounds so pre-early AI-ish, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. And I waited on Nick Cage once back in the day when I was uh, a struggling actor, and um, he was as cool in real life as he was or is on the silver screen. So that was really fun. Chris, if you don't write that autobiography, I'm telling <laughs> you. I know. I, I, I would sell tens of copies to, no. to my mom, but no. that's about it. Just so, you just got such fun stories. I, I can't say that enough. Just really fun stories. So, okay. Well, I appreciate that. Well, okay, so we've got Nick Cage scaring up people. Uh, you know, June, of course, that's it's, it's hot. It's, it's Father's Day. It's a whole lot of it's so much going on every month. So, um, no, I, I'm so wishing... speaking of Father's Day, yeah. we've got an interesting twist on that one. Uh, we've got some standard Father's Day fare for sure, uh, but we've got a really uh, strange kind of a drama, kind of an action film, and this is the Bella Thorne uh, vehicle cult girl. And this is about Bella Thorne plays a young woman who's traveling back to her hometown to take vengeance on her horribly abusive father. Ooh. And she uh, arrives in town to discover that someone else has already done the job for her, taking justice into their own hands, and unfortunately, or fortunately, her father is now deceased. This sets her on a path of discovery where she she ends up discovering that her dad wasn't the only bad apple in his family's barrel and that that family is truly rotten to the core. And she decides that it's time to clean house. Oh, little Bella Thorne. Okay. What a Father's Day movie. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. But like I said, we we have a ton of uh, your standard Father's Day fare. So rest assured, uh, there's also some some more comforting films there as well. I remember interviewing Bella when she was quite young and we were talking and she at that time she had a pet baby wolf that she was. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Don't tell my wife. She'll run out and find one. That's, uh... Yeah, it was. And I was like, well, Bella, do you want to hang up? And she's like, oh, no, no, he's going to be fine. But well, Oh, that's funny. Really funny. <laughs> so, okay. So what, what are some, what would be one of your favorite traditional Father's Day films for this month? That's a, that's a great question. So um, almost a film, almost a documentary, but mm -hmm. I have to say the Blue Collar Comedy Tour which we have this month. I, as you and I have talked about before, I am a gigantic stand-up comedy fan. Mm -hmm. And the Blue Collar Comedy Tour was really one of the uh, first gigantic stadium tours for um, stand-up comedy. Uh, you know, not since, I, I would say, maybe Eddie Murphy mm -hmm. had we seen crowds that big turn out for stand-up comedy. But Jeff Foxworthy, Bill Engvall, Ron White, and... Lord help us, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, they were really like a, just kind of a new take on an old genre. And 
Um, I think that that's a, a great one for Father's Day because I think there's a lot uh, of dad humor um, in that. Uh, and I mean that in the best possible way. Um, but we not only have the Blue Collar Comedy Tour, we also have Blue Collar Comedy Tour Rides Again, which was the sequel um, film that they um, created after the success of the first national tour. Um, but it's, in my opinion, it's one of the best uh, stand-up sets of of uh, the last 20, 30 years. I think Jeff Foxworthy is a, a genius and um, they kind of uh, kind of created that whole uh, redneck comedy genre just a- out of really nothing. And it's interesting. Um, I, I met somebody recently who uh, worked with Larry the Cable Guy, and they said that whole demeanor that he has made a career on is completely put on. Like that no. is not even close to who he is. They said he's the nicest guy, but that whole sort of hillbilly redneck persona none of that in his in his real life he's like very well spoken highly intelligent and obviously to be able to craft and write content on this level that has been so successful you have to be rather brilliant so that's amazing that's almost like carol o'connor in the archie bunker character that's yeah like experian trained uh yeah, is he was you know one of the greatest Broadway actors of his time, and yet he played you know this this uh, you know low low functioning uh, you know yeah just goofball Archie Bunker. Yeah, it's crazy yeah, to think. This is amazing. Well, Chris, you're far more in the know than I am on a lot of these things. Has there been any? rumors or talks i mean mean, they're rebooting all kinds of shows and tours and films what about the the uh the blue collar tour for for this generation any talk that they might reboot it or what you know what i have not heard anything i'm not sure um i know all of those uh comedians are obviously ridiculously successful (laughs) and uh to my understanding they all are still performing and and uh i think the four of them are still very good friends so it would not surprise me and i'll I'll be sure to keep my ear to the rail and and let you know what I hear for sure. Oh, they got, they they need to do it just one more time, just one more time because I agree. I uh, agree. We we need you, we need it for sure. Right? We can always use a good laugh. That's for sure. But you talked about June being you know so many different things, and and one of the things that June is is sort of the unofficial beginning of uh vacation a lot of a lot of school are getting out in june and a lot of people are going on vacation and we have a really fun series this is a crackle original series called this is paradise that is actually set in the bahamas where i know i i wish i was going on vacation this year unfortunately i am not but um it's it's really cute so this is a crackle original series you can only see it on crackle it's about two women who meet in the bahamas and they do not like each other immediately. Um, but they quickly discover that not only are they sisters, which they did not know, <laughs> but they have also both inherited their father's rundown vacation hotel in the Bahamas. Oh, goodness. It's oh, really goodness. cute. It's a, a five-episode uh, limited sitcom and limited series. And it's these two women who basically despise each other, have to learn how to get along and resurrect the 
glory that this um, hotel once was. It's it's really super fun, well-written, and it's actually uh, the largest uh, television production ever created in the Bahamas. Wow. That, yeah. Now, that's some good trivia to know also. Yeah, yep. and it's it's got the beautiful uh, background of the islands. The set pieces are gorgeous. Um, a lot of local uh, Bahamian actors uh, in this. It's it's really, really well done. I was uh, shocked at how enjoyable it was. So definitely, This is Paradise is one that uh, your audience is going to want to check out. What a variety for the month of June. Crackle is popping for June. To say the least. <laughs> it's popping. So, okay, give us the website. Where can they find all of this wonderful entertainment? They can find that at crackle.com or they can download the Crackle app at their favorite app store. And um, it's basically available on any device, their mobile, their tablet, their connected TV. You can go to crackle.com and you can cast it to any device. Um, Pretty much wherever you watch entertainment, Crackle is there. And as always, Crackle is always free. Absolutely. I have watched uh, so many Crackle shows and movies while sitting under the dryer getting my hair done. And it totally keeps me awake. So again, Chris, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for bringing us up to par on what's popping at Crackle for the month of June. And we'll see and talk with you next week. I look forward to it, Janice. Thank you so much as always. Okay. Okay. We are back with more of the show as we roll on here on Film Festival Radio Show. Got a little country music there to kind of get your blood rolling and uh, do a little boot scooting there. And we're doing this in honor of my next guest we're about to talk to. If you are a fan of the rodeos and cowboys and bronco riding and bull riding, the PBR... Yeah, PBR. You know, they have their annual, I think it's called the PBR World Finals that they have here in, in uh, every fall. And I'm going to try to make it out this year. So, yeah, it's a big deal. So that brings me to my guest. And if I said, as I said, if you're a fan of um, PBR, you know of this young man. His name is Ezekiel Mitchell. Everybody calls him Zeke. And he is one of the professional bull riders that is uh, featured in this new Amazon Prime video docuseries called The Ride. And it just started a few days ago. It uh, started on May 30th. And so Zeke is a rising star in the PBR world, gotten the media's attention. He's um, an African-American bull rider, and he is tops in his field of professional bull riding, and he's a champion. He's uh, he is the first, I believe, African American professional bull rider to hold that title in over forty years. Was the last time they had a black uh, cowboy to hold that title. So he's from the Houston area, which is where I grew up, and so we have a lot to talk about. And uh, this series, if you haven't done so already, check it out. It's on Prime Video there. It's called The Ride, R-I-D-E, The Ride, especially if you love country, uh, I should say just country music, but also 
You love the rodeo, you love cowboys and all of that whole, it's fun to wear the hats and the boots. I have some of the most coolest cowboy boots. Please, you have to see them. But anyway, uh, I talked to him earlier this morning, actually. And it was, I mean, really early, like 6.30 a.m. our time. So anyway, let's roll it with my chat with Zeke. Yeah, Zeke, we call him well, people call him Zeke, Zeke Mitchell, and he is one of the featured uh, celebrities, I guess you can say now, on the ride. So t- let's take a listen right now. Well, good morning, Zeke. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I have been anxious to talk to you all the week because we have a lot in common. I grew up in Houston. I understand that you are from the Houston area of what town are you from? Uh, Baytown. Oh my goodness, I have relatives there. Okay. Wow, that makes it even better. So you are one of the featured performers, um, personalities, I should say, on Amazon uh, Prime Video's new docu-series, The Ride. And it's all about the scary but exciting world of professional bull riding, PBR. Zeke, how in the world did you get into this fun but dangerous sport? Uh, I don't know. Uh... I just always uh, wanted to be a bull rider. Uh, always wanted to be a cowboy, and it, it just kind of fell naturally uh, to me. I, <clears throat> I always say I don't. I don't think I chose bull riding. I think it chose me. Well, you do it very well. Uh, You are definitely uh, one of the top ranked bull riders in the world. Plus, you are an African American. I guess, yeah, we can call bull riding athlete, athletics. Yes, we can do that. Uh, so does that put any yeah, extra, yeah. does that put any extra pressure on you? Cause there's enough pressure doing this kind of work, but does that put any extra on you? Uh, no, ma'am, not at all. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'm just a bull rider. Um, skin, skin color is cool and all, but I'm just a bull rider. You say it's so casual. I'm just a bull rider. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. not that casual. It's it's a lot, as people should know. But I, you know what? So <laughs> you you probably are too young to remember this, but there this bull back in the day, Bodacious. Do you? I'm sure you've heard the legend of Bodacious the bull. Yes, ma'am. Oh, J31. That's right. That's him. I, I, my mom and I used to love. We were all, unfortunately we would be on the side of Bodacious because we just loved him so much. But do you have a a favorite bull that you have not tackled just yet? Are you planning on tackling or or what? Uh, I guess going right now, I'd have to say it's a bull called Flapjack from HD Page. Um, just a uh, uh, a big, strong, uh, just honest bucking bull. So I, I really uh, have aspirations of riding him. And I've had a shot at him one time, and he got me on the ground. So I'd like to return the favor. <laughs> well, now Zeke, as we though, as we mentioned, uh, bull riding is is very dangerous. It's fun. Uh, higher risk with with injuries, higher than the NFL. Uh, do you ever think about how, you know, the in, injurious part of it, or you, you just want to jump in there and do it? And have you had serious injuries yet? Uh, no, Mel, I haven't really had any uh, serious injuries yet. I mean, uh, God's really been good to me. Um, built me durable, I guess. 
Uh, and then as far as looking at injuries go, uh, Man, uh, we know that it's an inherent danger whenever we get into the sport, uh, but there's inherent danger in everything that we do in life. So uh, I just try to keep a positive mindset and don't really think about it. I can die doing anything. I can die sitting here in this room doing nothing. So might as well do what I love. Well, that's very true. Well, now, again, the uh, new series, docuseries, The Ride, uh, premiered earlier this week. So what are some things that we, we're going to be for people who haven't tuned in yet, what what are we going to see about the world of PBR and, and the whole sport? What are we going to see? You're going to see how raw and real our lives are, and and how we uh, we live just like everybody else. There's guys with uh, wives and kids, and uh, we all have families, and uh, yeah, we're living a real life. And then we we go and do battle with our team and our brothers and uh trying to face this inherent danger like we like we've already spoke of so it is definitely uh it's, it's different <laughs> it's, it's, de- it's different than anything anybody's probably ever watched so i think everybody's going to enjoy it and uh, it's going to bring a whole new light and a, a whole new understanding and a whole new love for the sport of bull riding for a lot of people yeah, like I said, it's been popular, especially if you grew up in the South. Well, really anywhere, but especially in Texas. Uh, something about wrestling, mm-hmm. wrestling and bull riding and rodeo. If you're from Texas, we know all about that, don't we? Yeah, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, for sure. <laughs> well, now, okay. So if people want to reach out to you and cheer you on and such as that, tell us your social media handles. Uh, my social media handle is C, like T-H-E, Blue Mitchell. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, that, that's my handle on Instagram. Uh, my handle on TikTok is also the Blue Mitchell, but uh, with nine zero at the end, so the Blue Mitchell 90. Um, uh, and then my Facebook is just my name, Ezekiel uh, Mitchell Professional Boy. Okay, well, now we know we've, We've got the the ride. You're a part of that docu series. What else is coming up that you're involved in that we can look forward to? Ah, as of right now, uh, the ride is in. Uh, right now, um, I have a, a Snapchat series that I did a few years back. It's called Life by the Horns. It's still out, and people can still tune in to watch that a little more in depth on me as well, uh, and also. Uh, my cousins and uh, my family and my uh, bull riding brother. So uh, you can see all that on uh, on Life by the Horns. Uh, then also, we're just looking forward to the team series that's coming up here starting in uh, mid July. So uh, it's just bull riding in business. Wow. Oh, wow. So. so you've got brothers that also are bull riding. So it's just this bull riding is just in the, in the DNA I see here. Uh, no, my little brother got into bull riding whenever uh, he kind of well watched me, and they they took a little bit of an interest in it. So um, not all of them do it, but uh, one of them does. So it's uh, pretty cool. That's good to have uh, talk shop with with the brothers bull riding. But I am here. We're based here in Vegas, and we know that uh, the big big international bull riding uh, championship happens usually in the fall here. So hopefully, we will see you there uh, later on this year. Uh, oh yes, ma'am! I can't wait for it. 
Yeah, I'm going to be cheering for you. I'll have that Texas flag, and I'll, you'll know me. I'll have my Texas flag, and so we'll be cheering you on. Yes, ma'am. But for that's right. We got to, and, and the cowboy boots, the hat, the whole the whole outfit. We, we got to stick together there. So for the meantime, okay. we're going to tune in to the ride exclusively on Prime Video. So Zeke, thank you for chatting this morning and give us some insight behind the scenes about the ride and about your career as well. Oh well, thank you so much. I appreciate you for having me on. Okay, well, hopefully, I'll see you in the fall right here in Vegas. Yes, ma'am. Can't wait for it. Okay, then. Take care, then. Bye-bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm Sherry Shepard, and you're listening to Film Festival Radio with Janice Malone. Okay, make sure you check out uh, this new docudrama series, The Ride, again, on Prime Video. So that brings me to our final guest here. Uh, She is a best-selling author. Her name is Dr. Jackie Green, and she is the co-pastor of the church Forward City Church in Columbia, South Carolina, along with her husband, Grammy-nominated recording artist, Travis Green. So they're both uh, doing an outstanding job with host uh, hosting. Well, yeah, hosting, but pastoring this uh, mega church over in South Carolina. Well, Dr. Jackie, as people often call her, she has a brand new book that's uh, out. It's called Permission to Live Free, Living the Life God Created You For. And it's a very inspiring, very motivational book that People, you know, we're all going through something out here, and this is one of those books that can really help you to get your mind in a in a better place and just carry on in life there. Uh, let, let me tell you a little bit about it, and she'll tell you the rest. Um, book is, is especially aimed at women, but men, of course, you are welcome to read along as well. And there, she's welcoming women everywhere uh, to let them know that it is okay to live an abundant life in God. And God wants you to do that, as she writes in her book. And it's okay. You don't need permission from anyone to live an abundant and uh, positive life there. And she should know, because as she uh, will be discussing, she went through uh, times when she was, uh, you know, struggling with different uh, situations like many of us do in life, because life just happens. But this book is, uh, is you know, not to be cliche-ish, but it is a godsend. And uh, I highly suggest, I have read it, that uh, if you are 
experiencing, you know, different things that are going on in your life, it's okay. I say read the book because it may help you in many ways, especially uh, in spiritual ways as well. Abundant living, abundant life. I know a lot of people say that, but uh, this book helps you to find the roadmap as to how you can begin to live that. And um, so again, the title of the book is Permission to Live Free, Living the Life God Created You For. And the author is Dr. Jackie Green. So I had the opportunity to chat with her earlier this week. So let's roll that tape or digital, I should say, of my conversation with Dr. Jackie Green. So let's roll it. Well, let's just get right into this book. Uh, Short title, uh, Permission to Live Free. Let's start with telling everybody you are a very busy lady. You are a co-pastor, mm-hmm. a wife, a mom, a career woman, uh, a sought-after speaker, author. Did I leave anything out? <laughs> <laughs> I think you pretty much covered it. I covered it all. Okay, so how in the world did you or do you find time to sit down to write uh, a book, which is so challenging, as we all know, because, you know, most women, especially, they have enough, their hands are full with being a wife and a mom or, or being a mom. So what what is your secret to just getting all of this done? If I was honest, I would say grace has a huge factor um, in all that you name. Um, I think that many of us are called to do a lot of things, but without the grace of God to be able to facilitate those things, all of it can be impossible. And I will even say just very transparently, even with grace, um, God, you know, is super on top of our natural. It can still be very challenging if we don't prioritize. I think many times we think that balance is the thing that we have to have where we have to like, you know, put everything on this, you know, even playing field, what I have found to be very helpful is to live in the face of the Lord in a way that I find out what is the priority for this season. And in a season of, I think it was 2018 going into 19, the Lord really spoke strongly to me how important it was for me to tell the story of freedom that I had lived through because there were women out there that were suffering the same paralysis, suffering from the same people pleasing, suffering from some of the same things like comfortability that had held me back for so long that needed to hear this message. So what many people don't know is I released this book self-published initially and God got it into the hands of a literary agent that got it to be nationally released. And so that's how it all began. It was really just an offering of obedience birthed out of prioritizing what God was saying for the season. And I really felt strongly that no matter what I had to move and rearrange, I had to get time and a quiet space to get these thoughts and this real life that I had lived out um, onto the pages of the book. Now, uh, a part of the message that your book uh, encourages women is to get rid of what you call counterfeit living. Give us an example or two of counterfeit living. I define counterfeit living as anything in opposition to the exact and precise way in which you were created. And so, for instance, if you were actually created to be very bubbly or authentic, I mean, very bubbly or charismatic in a room that you walked in, if you walked in a room hesitant or dumbed down or dull, that's counterfeit living. If, for instance, you were made to be a helpmeet, which is a part of who you are, but you know that God had given you something to speak in terms of empowering women, you showing up as partially uh, the version of who God created you to be, only being the help me to your husband and not venturing out to find out 
this other thing that maybe you don't know in full, uh, that's counterfeit because it's not the fullness of who God made you in realness to be. And so I believe anything less than or anything more than some people, they pose and they act as if they are, you know, of an upper echelon or they speak a certain way because they feel like that's the only thing that will be accepted. I think sometimes when we act more than or less than God has made us to be, any of those versions is not what God has made us. So it's not all the way authentic. And that for me is what I define as counterfeit. Is there, or I should say, is there, but how can one live an authentic life without feeling guilty because you know women we we just you know like oh my i don't feel like i'm giving enough to my my elderly <laughs> parents or my kids or what how, how do you balance that i don't think authenticity has anything to do with what you do i think it's who you are and i think that's a real big shift for us do you hear me it was a hard fought lesson for me to recognize that it wasn't just uh, the things I do. So like I named me being able to be a women in power, but that came with me understanding the call that was on my life, that I am actually a teacher of everything, whether it's cars or teaching my children principles. I love to one, be a student, but also then help people be equipped, whether it's giving them, you know, just proactive tools to use for their life. I am a teacher in every regard. I empower people like I'm an encourager by nature. So me understanding authentically, that's who I'm made to be will allow me to show up more authentically in the things that I do. But authenticity starts at the being, not the doing. And so for me, I would say for the woman that would feel guilty about, you know, not being able to give enough here and go back to that priority thing again, having to set priorities in order, knowing first it's God, then it's, okay, God, what are you saying about me, me taking care of myself? And then whether you're married and not taking care of this marriage and then my children, having to set those priorities in order and making sure four doesn't move up to a one, um, it's all of those things that will take into effect not feeling guilty about the things that you do. But as it pertains to authenticity, it goes back to being not doing. And you also write about the permission not to settle. And I know with women, especially if you're single or divorced or whatever the status is, as far as not being married, the women, especially African-American women, look at settling more or less in a dating or a relationship format. But settling, can it be in other areas of life too? Absolutely. I think many times we settle for what we feel comfortable with. I can speak from my own life. There was a season of my life that I was comfortable being mommy. I was comfortable with, you know, sharing my voice on a one-on-one um, or in a one-on-one format. But I didn't know that there were other levels of fulfillment. There were more people that outside of the small tribe that I had or I had gotten used to or accustomed to sharing the different revelations that God had given me um, that that was supposed to be multiplied. And for me, I was settling for what I had always known. I say this often, people get used to the success of the previous year, not recognizing that there are new successes to be gained and to be experienced if you're willing to step out into the unknown. Because what I have found to be true is the thing that you're comfortable with now, there was a time that you weren't comfortable with that. And so harnessing whatever you use to be able to get comfortable with the success you have and being able to use that again can be so helpful in stepping out again. And I can tell you this, you don't learn deeper relationship with the Lord more than when you step into unknown territory. That's how my relationship with God has grown so much and has pushed me into being willing to uh, live in the freedom that I have now. But that freedom is on the hinges of stepping into unknown areas where I had to depend to learn new skill sets and be the greater version. What I say often in the area of settling is that the enemy of good is not something that's terrible. 
I'm sorry, the enemy of great is not something that's terrible, it's good. We often settle for good rather than recognizing that there is a greater level always available to us if we still have breath. Share with me uh, an incident that happened with you earlier in your life regarding your hair and and why you currently do not wear hair extensions. So tell us about that. So I was a really young girl. Um, I'm by, by heritage. My daddy is Ghanaian and my mother is um, from a small town in Georgia. And so I had the very strong tight curls, 4C type coarse hair. And at two years old, my mom was trying to tame it. And this was before, you know, the the movement of natural hair was popular. And so she ended up putting two chemicals in my hair. She put a relaxer in and a texturizer in, not knowing that they were two chemicals that did not um, complement each other. And my hair ended up falling out. Subsequently, I ended up with bald spots and dealt with the, you know, the trauma of seeing people laugh at me or having to be put in the back rooms at the hairdresser so that people wouldn't know those things. And all I had known with hair was hiding, hiding the ball spots, hiding the areas that was too thin. And I would also even just say naturally, the women in my hair have a grade of hair that is more fine. And so it was just really hard to come to a place where, again, if I looked at myself and I saw something that I would consider beautiful because of how I had been indoctrinated by the world. And it's not that I don't wear hair extensions now, but I do not wear hair extensions in a way that will challenge me from living in the freedom of being able to look at my natural hair and still see beauty because it was so long and so hard fought to find a time in my life. I would say even up to... 2000, maybe 2001, that I would look at myself and see beauty because it was always about what other people thought. If they thought Beyonce with long hair was the thing, then that's all I could call beautiful. It wasn't until I grew to have personal relationship with myself and with the Lord where I would come to even find out what I liked. I didn't even know what I liked anymore because I had only known to do the thing that everybody expected of me. And I think that goes into a lot more people pleasing and different things like that. But it was a hard fault journey of finding out that because something had happened bad to my hair and something was wrong there, not to say that just something was wrong with me. It affected way more than just my physical appearance. I think it all overall made me feel as if I wasn't enough, if I couldn't look the part in terms of how everybody looked in terms of long and luscious hair. I am so glad, uh, Dr. Jackie, that you shared that story because as you well know, I won't call her name, but a very, very popular uh, social media hip hop star, was in the news, especially last month, and how she, you know, she had her hip and butt implants removed and facial implants and all of that. And and in this generation, you know, sharing your story and again, uh, your book, Permission to Live Free, I think more with young women and all the women too, just women of this generation need to hear, you know, successful women like you say, you don't have to follow the trend of whomever your favorite right. celebrity looks like. I'm just so glad that that you yeah. shared that. And your book is reiterating that point as well. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's a so mess. liberating. It's so liberating. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess out here. I, I I don't know if this is still in existence, but I remember reading about three, two or three years ago that there is there was some kind of social media group of women in the Atlanta area, and they were trying to look and live their lives like the Real Housewives of Atlanta, as close as they could. And I oh, was wow. like, oh, that's not a good idea. But that's, yeah, that's, a, lot. that's a lot. That's a lot. Well, now, okay. <laughs> where where do women start? Of course, they 
First, get your book, Permission to Live Free, Living the Life God Created for You. You four, I should say. And that's a start. So then what? What do do they go after they finish reading the book? Then what should they do? What do you suggest? I would say um, that one thing that I always try to give any person, whether I'm walking out of meeting or, you know, leading my church staff or I'm talking to my children or even motivating myself, I would always say take the next first step. And that first step is generally a small, yes, it could be something as simple as I'm going to do this month uh, no makeup because I know that I felt like without makeup. I, I don't look pretty. Your ability to stand against the lie um, that you have been indoctrinated to believe can be a small step in your journey to getting free and finding liberation in, in your natural beauty. It could be as small as calling this person that you have had unforgiveness with and sending a text message just letting them know like, hey, I forgive you. And, you know, I know we haven't had a conversation. Whatever that next small step is, it is a thing that launches you on a path to movement. Most often we don't find freedom because we never start moving. And I can just say for myself, Dennis, the moments where I took small steps that might not have been grand, it may not have been quite, quite light, it may not have been perfect. It moved me towards something that was more beautiful. And I'm proud of the small steps that I made that ended up equaling to big steps. And so for me, I always challenge any person, no matter how small it may seem, Small steps put together make big steps. So take whatever small step it might be for your life, and it's individual to you. And so don't compare it to the next woman. What the next woman may need to do for them to find freedom is not the same for you. But look at your life on the fact that how God made you is specific to you, and the purpose he's given you is specific to you. And so that means that there's a tailor-made instruction that he has for this season of your life, and you're not picking up this book or putting it down by happenstance. There's a thing that he's saying right now after you put this book down that he wants from you and give him that small gift, no matter how insignificant it might be. You'll be amazed at what happens on the other side of it. So just start wherever you are right now. Where you are, not where you hope to be, where you, where are. you are right now. Okay. All right. Two more last questions here. Tell everybody about your Live Free conferences. They understand you have over 700 thousand women following you. Tell us about Live Free Conferences. So we do a conference each year um, called Permission Conference, and we have different things each year. We just did our second annual one recently, and thousands of women come from all around the world. People watch globally, and there's just these movements. I believe this with all my heart, that just hearing the word or just hearing a great message is not enough to sustain a lifestyle of freedom. A lifestyle of freedom has to be sustained by continually hearing words of affirmations and words of freedom that continue to bolster that life, continue to nurture and feed that life. What I love to do with Permission Conference is set aside three days for women to be able to unplug from their normal life for them to be able to receive not just inspiration, but impartation where they're able to receive a fresh uh, download of revelation, of faith, of clarity. So many times we're not moving because we're not clear. And I'm bringing women uh, and men from all around the world, whether it's worship or word, to be able to impart to them not things that they heard about, but things that they live to help that woman jumpstart their life from wherever they are. Or maybe not even jumpstart, but continue on a life of, of freedom that they may have already started. And so I'm really excited to be able to host those conferences where women are being able to give testimonies about having babies after struggling with infertility or going back to marriages that they had walked away and had been separated from or starting a business that they felt like could never be. Those type of things that I know that so many women are praying and 
hoping and asking for defining real life answers at permission conferences when it comes. Now, will men be able to relate to your new book, Permission to Live Free? They will. And I actually have even seen um, the number of, of men joining those conferences and different movements that we're putting into motion um, grow by, you know, grow by the day. The principles by which we live in freedom is a life for man and woman. Um, I think that my, my natural default started with a woman because I am a woman and I had just such a burden to see my sisters um, come over and step over the hurdles that uh, I had dealt with for so long. But I have spiritual sons that I preach the same message to that I see them walking new levels of authenticity and own the fullness of who God made them to be. And they're able to lead their households even more um, courageously. And so, yes, I would say it's for men and women alike. Now, when is the next conference scheduled for? Or are you still working on it? The next conference will be in April of 2024. Okay, great. And the book, again, Permission to Live Free, Live in the Life God Created You For, will be released officially April 18th. That's just a few days from now here. So I want to close this out by um, telling everyone who don't know this, uh, your husband is just equally as successful as you are. He's six-time Grammy-nominated <laughs> recording artist, Travis Green. And the two of you co-pastor the Forward City Church in Columbia, South Carolina. So tell us about your church. Oh, man. Um, our church is one of the most uh, vibrant, I would say, um, unorthodox expressions of representing the gospel in a way that is not um, found every day. It is uh, drawing to the person that knows in Greek and Hebrew as much as it is the person that just knows that Jesus will. They know one verse of the Bible. Uh, one thing that we use as a mission statement and a, a vision here is that we want to see the unchurched and overchurch move forward with God. And so it's that same principle, no matter where we find the person, whether you have loved God all your life or you're just coming to know him and you're still having some habits and tendencies that you're trying to learn to put down. We want to meet you right where you are. And so we dress down to present a, um, a demeanor or a posture that is not uh, so, you know, I would say so uptight so that anybody can be drawn to it. We really believe in helping people find home and find a place where they can actually be the authentic version of who God created them to be and actually move forward in whatever that looks like for them. So that's what our church is about. It's high energy. It's a lot of passion. It is a word-based church. We are preaching the word of God um, here, and you are going to get dynamic worship um, because we're worshiping house for sure. Well, it sounds like the next time I am in your area, I have some good friends in that area uh, of South Carolina. Gotta there. I've got to come. I've got to indulge on that great food of South Carolina, <laughs> but low country yeah. eating. But I got to also come by Foreign City Church there. So websites, social media handles. Uh, we know that your book is obviously being sold at all of the top books, uh, stores and online and such, but any specific websites and uh, social media pages that we need to know about for the book? So to grab the book is permission to live free book.com. So okay. permission to live free book.com. You are able to grab the book from there. And of course, anywhere books are sold, your Amazon. I actually recorded the audible in my own voice. And so that released April 18th is out right now. Anybody that wants the book, they can get it off of Books a Million. Anywhere books are sold, the book is available. Would love to have any person listening jump in on this life of freedom that is available and waiting for um, them to take advantage of. So, yes, anywhere books are sold. And, of course, my social handle is Dr. Jackie Green. 
on all platforms. Um, you can find anything um, that we are doing right now. Tell us about your podcast before we shout out here. So our podcast is called Permission Talk, and this is a place where we are continuing that language of freedom, where we're giving topics and being able to share real life stories um, around different things that women that are women and men are facing in their everyday life and helping to give not just awareness to the thing that we're doing, but having to give, we want to give know-how, um, like practical tools on how you can do those things better. If you're trying to grow your prayer life, we do things about prayer. If you're wanting to grow your finance, we've had financial gurus come on. If you want to grow your marriage, we've had conversations around marriage. It's different topics that every person is experiencing. And we just want to give our take on how you can live that life of freedom better. Okay. You know something, Dr. Green, I just realized I, I'm I'm really doing too much. I just realized uh this we're in the month of May, not April, and I was yeah. saying earlier <laughs> your book. I was like, oh God, because I'm putting a book together myself. Oh, I am doing too much. This we're in May. We're not in April. Okay. Yes, but I will fix all that. Uh, we'll have that fixed in editing. Thank God. Editing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this is wonderful. I am so I love these types of books because they're so inspiring. And in this era and culture that we are in, we need books like this. We need more people like you and your husband to just try to turn it around for so many people who are lost. And I just commend both of you for the work you're doing. I appreciate that. And so one more time, give us the uh, the book title, the website one more time before we close out. So I wrote a book that is um, out where everywhere books are sold called Permission to Live Free, Living a Life God Created You For. You can pick that book up on permission to live free book.com or anywhere books are sold, Books A Million, Amazon, Audible, all the different uh, platforms that they are releasing books. And I'm so excited for you all to pick this book up and read it and venture into a new life of freedom. And start wherever you are right now. That's right. Wherever you are. That's right. Well, Dr. Jackie Green, again, thank you so much for uh, chatting with me, for giving some insight and backstory about your book. And uh, again, I come to your area. I definitely will be coming to church and bringing my appetite to that wonderful South Carolina food. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to see you, Janet. Okay. Thank you again. Take care then. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Jackie Green, for uh, that information. Once again, her book is titled Permission to Live Free, Living the Life God Created You For. We are so out of time. Thank you to all of our guests. And make sure that you go and check out that audition for Awakening. You never know. You might get selected. We're going to see you guys next week. Have a great rest of the weekend. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Mm-hmm.